Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank We begin as always on a dark and stormy (laughs) night not unlike no other Yes, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, last week, Jamie liked the element of surprise. This week, I also liked the element of surprise. But what I lacked the ability of turning on the microphone, I made up for in projection and confidence. How are you doing this week, Jamie? No, but you still did trick me because... So before you started recording, you were talking at me yeah. quite low, you know, not not high energy. No, but no, I no. thought I assumed you'd started recording. Oh, right, I assumed yeah. you'd done a bit where you started recording, didn't say anything for ten seconds, and then was like, "Ah, oh, see, I don't have the element of surprise." And then you started recording, and you still surprised me. Ah, oh, uh, how am I doing? I ate McDonald's on the way over here, mm. so I. I'm lethargic. Oh, <laughs> oh it's nice. hitting me, baby. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I created my first D&D character. Well, not my first D&D character this week. Uh, you know, for the listeners of the show, you might not know, uh, you and I, we're friends in real life too. And we're going on holiday together uh, week after next. It should be very fun. And on said holiday, we're going to be playing a good old-fashioned round of Dungeons and Dragons. Because we're cool and that's what we yeah. do on holiday. I've also uh, only ever played once before. And uh, as you maybe put on Wednesday, last time I played was slightly antagonistic. Yes, just a like little bit. Like I said, the only real exposure I had to Dungeons and Dragons was, as pretty much everyone else, most other people at the time were, was the one episode of Community where they play Dungeons and Dragons. There are two episodes of Community where they play Dungeons and Dragons, thank you very much. Yes, to be fair, at the, season, t- yeah, at the time, at the time yes. maybe the second one hadn't come out. Uh, round, yeah, roundabout, roundabout. Um, you know, so so I was a bit of a dick. Well, actually, a bit of a dick. I was very much like a, the, the kind of classic, I think, failing, I think, of early Dungeons and Dragons players is that either you don't go in enough, which is probably not that bad a failing, or you go too far in and not really respect that it's a collaborative game, right? It's, yes. It's a co-op game. And when you described it to me that the other day, it's fine. Now, I created my new character, but I want to retain an element of surprise uh, about the character. Um, you know, because that'd be fun, I thought. Uh, you did not like the look of this. You, I, the, the look you gave me when I said this was, no, I want to bet this character now. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I clearly do not get the spirit of cooperative games. I play a lot of solo player games, you know. I mean, I'm kind of cool like that. What can I say? What can I say? Al, we... Something, something feels wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know. Does, does the air not feel like it's been cleared by my booming voice when I say hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we call out you can view Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Longson and with me as always my co-host Alexander Gillespie. Say hello Alexander Gillespie. Boom track, that's hello in Dwarvish. Do I play a dwarf in this game? Let's find out in three weeks. <laughs> it's that actually hello in Dwarvish? No. Did you just make up a word? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, Alexander, where is my birthday present? Oh my god! Ladies and gentlemen, he is reaching towards a bag. Within that bag, maybe withheld a present, which, for new listeners, my birthday was on June 29th. It has been... Oh, it's a pair of scissors. 
It's per oh, is the paracetamol to open the wrapping for the present? It's been- It's a paracetamol. It's the paracetamol because I'm gonna get a headache from how good the present is! It's a- it's a, an audio splitter, I think? A six- five-way audio splitter? And it's a present! It's a present! I'm not gonna use the scissors to open the present. I'm no, gonna it's use not, the audio- No, I'm gonna use the audio splitter. Oh, even better, yes. <laughs> um, so, for dear listeners, um, who haven't- Do you want to describe the packaging before we unbox okay. it? It is an unboxing video. An unbo and it's, an it's, an it's an unboxing, unboxing audio. Podcast. The most unsatisfying thing anyone has ever heard of. <laughs> describe, um, the, describe the, the... No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sure. give the background okay. first. My birthday was on June 29th. Around that time, Alexander said, Hey, your present's not here. Probably arrive next week. It is now September 27th. In fact... Four episodes ago, I think now, I made a joke about all the things I could have done between my birthday and receiving the present because I assumed the present would be re received then because you'd made a promise that it would arrive after you went yep, away on yep, holiday. Yep, yep, yep. It still did not come. Uh -huh. We have now released, I think, this is Four, what, five. our 20... This is our 30th episode, I think, Al. Uh -huh. So I think it is our... I believe... The, this podcast my birth, fucking Utah. Uh, I... <laughs> This podcast can fucking Utah. This is our 30th episode. Um, I believe my birthday was around about episode 13. It has been Shit. 17 episodes. Oh, man. That's like a arc. Since you know? this. We've now, his characters. the first thing I am seeing, Alexander, sure. is it is wildly small. Okay. <laughs> there, are, there are other parts that go to it, but that's the main part. Okay. And the other parts are, are secondhand things. That thing is... Okay. Um, it is It is a um, a box, I would say, you know, a, a rectangle, a 3D rectangle. Some might call it a cuboid um, of about dimensions. Oh, if I'm eyeballing this, I would say four centimetres by six centimetres. Sure. Probably about a two centimetre depth. Uh -huh. When I rattle it... Oh, look at that ASMR. It feels like a deck of playing cards. Um, That's the sort of sound I feel like from a deck of playing cards. Am I allowed to open it now? I've yeah, lost yeah. my opening tool, which is... You can just okay. use your fingers. That's, nope. That's the opening tools God gave us. No. Nope. Okay. As I open it... Ooh, more, more ASMR for our lovely audience members. I am revealed with a white box. Yes. <laughs> no, nothing on it. It's just, just a box. white box. I am opening it, and it is much like a deck of cards. In yeah. fact, it is exactly a deck of cards. <laughs> Describe the cards to people, Jamie. Um, so it is a. It says Jones against humanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm. It is a pastiche. Uh, I'm assuming of. Uh, you know, the well-known game Cards Against Humanity. Uh -huh. There's um, there's a bunch of black cards and then some white cards and then a black card hidden yes. within the white cards that for some reason. That was a card, yeah. Um, you know, if you want to frame it or something, you could use that one. Okay, that's a, it's <laughs> a fair one. Is, yeah. Oh, that's very cute. Um, so I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go straight. I would start the white ones. The start ones with are the more white ones. What I, the interesting thing I found when designing about 92 cards, uh, <laughs> uh, cards against humanity cards, uh, the black cards work better as generic things. So I try to do them things around sort of things you sort of like. So there's some Marvel movie references, stuff like that. Uh, the white ones are very specific references. The more specific, the better. Okay. Immediately, the the first one is pub question mark. Yes. Very on brand for me. Classic. The second one, very on brand for this podcast, is rom coms. Mm. Uh, we have LeBron James. Obviously, I'm a famous basketball enthusiast. 
We have libtards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have sexual scrabble. A £540 bar tab. Of course. Yeah. This, <laughs> Reference this to is my a much, actual much birthday. joke at the time. <laughs> oh, this is so very sweet. There's plenty of references to actually the word cuck is in here plenty of references to actual people within our life uh tom hanks ever growing a dick ever Ever growing oh tom hanks's ever growing dick is in here this is so very very sweet and required a lot of lot of effort i need to give a shout out to uh Alyssa becker bennett kit kelly gareth reese uh hannah ritchie hannah raymond cox jack briggs jared lee miller lottie has always louis catliff nishant Raj, Noah Lee Miller, and Stephen Quinn, all of whom gave suggestions uh, for the Decker cards. That so is extremely custom. sweet. And as much as I have made fun of you yeah. for like three months, I don't care that it came late. It's very, very sweet. It's very kind. What are the other parts to it? Um, I'm also giving you my uh, copy of Cards Against Humanity and the expansion pack. Um, Because it'd be be even better when you can play with it with the other ones. Um, And this way you don't need to, like, painstakingly take them out. That's very, very sweet. This is honestly the most heartfelt gift I have ever received. Thank you very much. And I'm sure required a lot of effort. And I'm sorry, I'm sure, huge (laughs) amount of stress that you have had to go to. But frankly, I would have it no other way because it's created a lot of content for this podcast. That's fair, that's fair. Where would we be? Yeah, where would we be? What are we going to do now when I can't (laughs) just shout at you? Where's my birthday present that's, every that's single fair. week? Oh, but you know, now I can't go around telling people, oh, look what Al got me, because they've known for four months what Al got me for my birthday. <laughs> you have to keep it to yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's very, very sweet. We might go and play that later. Um, I just dropped it. <laughs> just full on, threw it on, immediately I'm done with it. Because that is not what this podcast is about, Alexander. This podcast, as I said at the top, is of course the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. But that's not the entire concept, Al. And as I'm sure you remember from last week, there is a more complicated concept which I normally outlay. But this week, I'm going to test your memory and see how sure. much you can remember of it. Okay. So, of course, it is the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire MDB. But what is what is the more complicated story behind our podcast, sure, Alexander? Sure. Uh, the, the first question is, do, do your parents listen to this podcast? Uh, no, probably not. Okay, so the story really begins in the year 1993. Okay. Okay, very importantly. Uh... Your parents copulated. Yes. And that formed you. Yes. And you were born nine months later. That might be 1992. I don't even know. Uh, it would have been 1992. Sure. You should know that my birthday is in June. It has come up a lot on this podcast. You could have been premature. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a slag off. Okay. Go you could on. have been. Uh, yeah. So you're born. And uh, at this time, where, where are we in the Tom Hanks of us? You might be asking, we're a little bit after Bonfather Vanities. We're kind of in the dark period. Uh, I think 92 is League of Their Own, I think. Yeah, something like that. Nin- 93, yeah, 93 is, um, 93 is, is Philadelphia. Philadelphia, but it's that comes out at the end of the year. I'm born yeah. in June, so yeah, it's sure. just before Philadelphia, basically. Sure. Uh, so already, from the very beginning, Tom Hanks and you intertwined. You were born, Tom Hanks, as an older man, already alive. <laughs> Your fates were intertwined in a way Is you Tom would Hanks never my know. Daddy? No, Is Tom Hanks my dad? No, no, no. Daddy Hanks. First of all, first yes, of all no. T- no, no. 
Tom Hanks is a villa he's fan. He's all of our daddies. And he's a villa fan. Um, so, you know. You, couldn't be my no, dad. couldn't be your dad. Because asking you, when you bleed, Jamie, your blood runs red. It does. Uh, just and, like, and, not, and not the uh, maroon magenta of, uh, of Aston Villa. No, exactly. Or the, or the other, the same shade of red of Liverpool fans, the other shade of <laughs> red of Man U fans. Uh, a year later, give or take, uh, another miracle. E- even more so, the main miracle. Uh, I was born. And out I came into the world in the year 1994. That's right. This year, my historical context, we're going to weave this in here into the history. Oh, no. What? Yeah, we are. Because this is what we're doing this no, week. No, but we're, we're not. Some fun facts. Before no, we go wait, in, wait. the funniest thing about 94, Jamie. No. I was born. That's what? right. I come out of my I, mother's womb no. like a rocket. And I go straight in the cinema. And I'm like, mother, what Tom Hanks of films are out this day? No. And she I, goes, you're a baby. And I go, yeah, what's out? And she goes, well, this is quite a busy year for Tom Hanks. And I go, let us see all of them and finish yeah. this year off with Toy Story 1. And she goes, no. there's going to be Toy Story 2. And I go, there's going to be Toy Story, Story 1. Toy Story 1's in 1995. Oh, wait, wait, stop lying to me. Stop no. lying to me. Anyway, Alexander, so as a baby, I had a great idea. In years to come, I said, listening to the radio, as I did as a small child, listening to Radio 4, I said, in the future, people will listen to radio shows just in like, you know, b- b- kind of chunks, uh, like on a pod. And I think on like an iPod. Invest in Apple now, mother, I said. Invest all my money in Apple now. And she said, no, that's a bad investment. I'm going to put it in Bitcoin. I say Bitcoin's really volatile. She's like, whatever. Years later, aliens kidnap me and you. And they're like, sup, guys. We want to take you to the United States of space. And I, obviously speaking Swahili, understand all of it. You, like a moron, don't get what they're saying. To you, it sounds like blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, one second, put a needle in your brain. What happens next, Jamie? When this needle is in your brain, you understand, Swahili. You leveled up, bitch. You leveled up. And they're like, look, real, real short, real short, keeping it short. We have this guy, small boy, bitch boy. He decided to flex it out of here from Flomotron 8. Uh, let's call him David Cameron or Flame McCarran. David Tramman, thank you very much. Sorry. And he was like, yeah, let's, 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 let's execute Order 66. And they killed all the Jedi and also left the uh, Republic. Oh, United States of Space, of course, also known as Republic. Um, so they like, there's space in there. What about you? What about, what about you, humans? Uh, are you worthy? Show us you're worthy. And we're like, Tom Hanks is a worthy person. He will save us. They're like, cool, watch all this stuff. And we're like, wait one second. That's a bad idea. We don't want you to watch all this stuff. He's good. Some good stuff. Uh, you know, Volunteers was a movie he made because we watched that <laughs> back as children. And they were like, okay, uh, I'll pick some films. And we were like, yeah, we can do that. So that's the podcast. You, you got most of the details in there. I would like to say um, <laughs> you did miss out the key, key detail, Alexander, that we trampolined up to meet them as they as they tracked to beam themselves down. But you know what? You remember tra- almost got Trayvon Tramming. You got the Flexit. You got the small boy, bitch boy. Yeah. Um, I believe he, he activates um, Article uh, 52. No, 66. He kills the Jedi. No, <laughs> no, wait. Pro- in wait. the process, he activates Order 66. Wait. <laughs> Remind me, what's the real one? In like, what did Article Fifty One? I think no. I, I I think it's Article Fifty One. I think it's Article Fifty Two. Let's look it up. But I think I changed it by like ten. I think it's Article Forty Two. Is what I said is our thing. Not what I said. Sorry, <clears throat> not what I said. What Flomatron Eight did? They activated mm. Article Forty Two because it's not the same as the real life one because that would be dumb. Mm. 
What are you What are you looking at? What? Which article it is? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Order okay. sixty six, Jamie. Okay, like it's all changed great, now. Like all great myths, the mythology is nebulous and is only pinned in a few key facts. We know the Greeks went to Troy. We know a giant horse let them inside. We know that brought the wall down, and they damn well took Troy. But all the other stuff we can make up. It's fine. Uh, you know that's how myths work, Jamie. I am like Zeus. I am like a baby Zeus, come out of the womb of Gaia, ready to strike. Down those who dare oppose me. So this week we're reviewing Forrest Gump. And you know, people might see that on Twitter and go, hey, I've seen that. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe this is the one I'll hop in on. <laughs> and to those people, oh, sorry. I say goodbye. Sorry. <laughs> goodbye. You've probably stopped already listening. I'm, I'm not even saying hello to those people anymore because they have stopped listening. <laughs> yeah, that's all we care about. We don't care if you listen, just download it. Get our numbers up. Anyway, for new listeners, uh, of course, that is our, our long convoluted uh, uh, way of doing things. But all that means is we are reviewing Tom Hanks' movies. We're deciding where we're going in the Hanks Bank, the collection of movies that we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth and to join the United States of Space. Every week, we do a little bit of historical context, and then we do a little bit of show and film context. We give you a little bit of context of what was going on in the world at the time, and then we give you a few fun facts about the movie. You know, what, you know who was in it, what happened in it, is there any cool behind-the-scenes things? That's what we do. We always start with historical context. Last, like, eight weeks we've been doing a few fun years. things. Eight few fun things with historical context. Yeah. We're not doing any of that this week. Nah, he only nerds. releases one thing in 1994. So you're just going to tell me a little bit about 1994. What happens in 1994, Alexander? Me, case closed. Move on to the next stage. Jamie, is there anything more impressive that came out of the year 1994 than me? Well, let's review, shall we? First of all, Nelson Mandela. Guess what happens with Nelson Mandela? He becomes president of South Africa. Less impressive than me being born. Why? Because I'm here talking to you right now. Really sorry, Nelson Mandela, but I'm alive, you're dead. Really sorry. Uh, that's not true. Nelson Mandela's great, but you know, maybe I'm better. No, I'm not better than Nelson Mandela. not saying that. Uh, but maybe. Uh, there is a uh, Winter Olympics in Lilyhammer. If you've ever watched the early Netflix show called Lilyhammer, uh, where a mafia guy gets sent to Lilyhammer, Norway, and half it's Norwegian, half it's just this Italian, Italian, Italian-American guy going around being like, hey, I'm going to store the mafioso here. Uh, you know, that's that's where that is. Also, fun fact about Lilyhammer, on the set, not Lilyhammer, uh, Norway at the time, the same day in Oslo, uh, the painting Scream was uh, taken uh, by robbers. Uh, they had moved it down from like the fourth floor, whatever, to the second floor, and uh, the robbers stole it and went, they wrote half thanks to the lack security and ran off with it. Uh, they were captured, I think, a couple months later. Fun fact, they worked with the British uh, police to help catch these guys. But because of that, they got off. The British officers who came into the country came under false names as part of the Singer operation. Uh, which uh, apparently in no way means the, the whole case was uh, null and void and they got off with the crime completely. <laughs> didn't have to go to jail. Uh, some other fun facts. Uh, Bill Clinton gives his first uh, State of the Union address. You know, that's not super fun, but you know, I'm born, so who cares? Take that, Bill Clinton. Guess who's not been accused of horrible things? Me, so far. <laughs> I, I haven't done anything horrible, so yeah. Um, you know, uh, what else happens in 1994? Uh, it's the International Year of Family and the International Year of the Olympic Spirit, according to the UN. And yeah, that's some quick fun facts about the year 1994. I think we can all agree none of them are as impressive as I am. Jamie, why don't you tell me a little bit about the film Forrest Gump? Before I do that. Sure. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are all standing to attention and applauding for that entire diatribe was completely off the top of Alexander's head. He has no notes in front of him. He did not read anything. It's that kind and of he day. remembered all of that. I am genuinely impressed as I bury myself into my phone to give you all the information about Forrest Gump. So, Forrest Gump, we've all fucking heard of it. This is an exciting week, Al, because this is probably, I would say, the first week where we're reviewing something that the majority of our listeners will have actually heard, which is exciting, which means we don't have to delve in as much about the the minute-by-minute plot, which will make me very happy. But Al, I was really trying to hide the fact that you've got up and moved away from the microphone by carrying on talking, and you've ruined that illusion by shouting from the other side of the room. No, my 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 uh, horror was uh, just very little. It was a very little horror. Uh, also, I'm very good at ventriloquism. Who knows? Who knows? Very good at it. What? You can throw your voice. Um, but yeah, so th- this well, I'm going to run you through some things. Plenty of people have heard of this. This is Forrest Gump. Comes out in 1994. Comes out around July 1994. It's a fucking smash hit. It's made on a $50 million budget. It makes $680 million worldwide. That's fucking huge amounts of money. You know why that's an important number? Because Tom Hanks did not take a salary for this no, film. He took, he took royalties. Oh, and he made and a he lot made of money. fucking bank. Him and... Uh, there's no... Um, Officially reported figures, but the guesstimates are that him and the director, who I'll get onto, both banked around about $40 million for this film. Which in 1994 money, holy fuck, you have no idea how much Hookers and Blow that's buying you. Oh, fun fact about this though. About Hookers and Blow? No, uh, how much money did the film make? So you said it made $600 million? $680 million. Sure. Just uh, short of. Technically, didn't make any money. Yes, technically didn't make any money because they did fuck over the writer of the book. This is based on a book. And he, uh, his deal was specifically that he gets percentages of the profits. Tom Hanks and Zemeckis both got percentages of the gross. Uh, if you don't know what those two terms mean, ah, oh, you should probably know what those right. two terms right. mean right. because most of our audience members yeah. are adults and you should know what gross and net profit yeah. means. Yeah. Gross so, is the total money, net is the total money after expenditure. Yes, so they used a little bit of a, what's called Hollywood oh, maths oh. and they fucked over the writer who I don't have the name <laughs> of. coastal elites. Um, but we'll come back to the, the book. But yes, it's based on a book by the same name that was released in the 80s. Robert Zemeckis is the director. Uh, he goes on to direct Tom Hanks also in Castaway. But you'll also know him for Romancing the Stone, the Back to the Future series, Who Framed Roger Raddit, and the Polar Express. Very uh, critically acclaimed director. Um, who else is in this film? We've obviously got Sally Field. Sally Field coming back. We know her from Punchline when she played Tom Hanks' romantic interest. She's now playing his mum. She's only 10 years older than Tom Hanks. A little bit weird. Who else is in this film? Gary Sinise is in this film. You might know him from As Mice of Mice and Men. He is also in the next film we're going to be reviewing, Apollo 13. No, yes, that's the next mm, film. See, uh, I, I'm not sure it is. I think it might be like a horror vault thing. I no, remember we're not doing... So, oh, I'm not getting bogged down in this, but the next thing on Tom Hanks' IMDb is Vaults of Horror 1, but and that is just, just an anthology of the uh, uh, Vaults of sure. Horror series, which sure. we already uh, reviewed. Reading. There's nothing different there. Sure. I get that we are the show that chronologically reviews no, Tom no, Hanks' no, entire IMDb. I'm, I'm not just going to review the exact same if thing again. If it was Forrest Gump with like an extra five minutes, I would go back and review Yeah, that, that would again. be funny. No, it. look, look, we're dumb. We will we're review a Bruce Springsteen <laughs> music video. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not just going to review the exact same thing again. 
So, next week we are reviewing Apollo 13, which Gary Sinise also appears in. Gary Sinise plays Lieutenant Dan in this. Very importantly, he has gone on to uh, raise shitloads of money for veterans since oh, then. Yeah, uh, he spent the last... If you've ever thought, huh, why haven't I seen Gary Sinise in anything? That's because he's been going around raising fuckloads of money for a veterans charity, which is great. Um, Robin Wright is in this film as Jenny, but... She was not the first choice. Jodie Foster, Demi Moore, and Demi, would you say Demi Moore or Demi Moore? I think I say Demi. I know people do say Demi. That woman and Nicole Kidman all turned down the role. Tom Hanks was also not the first choice. Um, You ever heard the names Chevy Chase and Bill Murray? Because they were also the first choices, I believe, for Bonfire of the Vanities. This this film would have been so much worse. Oh, so much worse. John Travolta Travolta was actually the first choice. Oh, so much worse. Um, And the author wanted John Goodman because in the book, Forrest Gump is actually like six foot four and 250 pounds. Mm -hmm. But uh, the director originally wanted John Travolta. He turned it down as did Chevy Chase, as did did Bill Murray. I believe uh, Chevy Chase, uh, definitely Bill Murray, were up for the role in Philadelphia. Um, there might be both. It might be both. Yes. Bill Murray was, was. I'm sure we've heard those names come up a lot. Basically, sure. there's a it's few. It's a very similar casting yeah. to what Hanks does in the beginning of his career. They they diverge as a good. Yeah. Um, and oh, thank God because oh, imagine. Can you imagine fucking Chevy Chase in this? Oh no, Chevy Chase was so bad. Yeah, fucking no, no. awful. Um, <laughs> Chevy Chase. Uh, apologies. <laughs> apologies if I pronounce his name incorrectly, but uh, Michael T. Williamson uh, plays uh, Bubba. Uh, from Bubblegum Shrimp fame. Uh, but originally offered that role, role were Ice Cube, David Alan Greer, <laughs> and Dave Chappelle. <laughs> There, there is, there is an alternate this film universe. Lucked yeah, out, there man. is an alternate universe version of this film that is fucking I, awful. I love that they made so many bad casting decisions that fell through. Yeah, um, and it does turn out as we said, it makes six hundred eighty million. It also wins best director, best picture, best adapted screenplay, best visual effects, and best film editing. Five Oscars plus, of course, our boy Hanky Baby. Mm, yeah. Who wins back-to-back Oscars? Let's go, John Hanks! He is only the fifth person in history to do this, uh, and it's the only second time that, uh, in history that someone has won Best Actor back-to-back. It has not happened since Tom Hanks. Uh, Jason Robards wins Best Supporting Actor back-to-back in the seventies. Catherine Hepburn wins two of her four Oscars back-to-back for Best Actress mm. in the sixties. Spencer Tracy won Best Actor back-to-back in uh, thirty-seven and thirty-eight, and he would have been the first person to do it, but he was just. Just pipped to the post by Louise Rayner, who won Best Actress back to back in '36 and '37. So this is this is hallowed ground that Tom Hanks is stepping on to win back to back Oscars is fucking impressive. He beats out Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption um, in this. And more, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen that, what that what's that fucking film? Uh, and Morgan Freeman is fucking incredible in that. Fun fact about Shawshank Redemption: similar to uh, I believe uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, when it first came out, not super successful. Where it got most of its kind of critical love was because of the fact that it didn't do very well when it first came out. It's quite cheap uh, to put on TV, so it was on TV all the time. And uh, over the process of people watching it a thousand times, they're like, "This film's fucking." Good. I'm fairly watch. I, I'm fairly sure I watched Shawshank Redemption yeah. for the first time on TV. Fucking love that film. One of my favorite films of all time. Um, but speaking of that, Forrest Gump. Also one of the greatest films of all time. It's 12th on the best movie of all time list on IMDb. Can what? I tell you what number? Yeah, it's 12th. 12th of all time. 12th? Yeah. People, I like this film, but 12th. People fucking love this film, man. Um, what else? Uh, obviously, a lot of this film, for people who don't know, I mean, 
people fucking know yeah. Forrest Gump, right? I don't need to do any people who don't know. Um, there's a lot of fucking running in this film. Does Tom Hanks run? No, he fucking doesn't. Jim Hanks, his brother, does most of the running in this film. <laughs> Let's get Colin Hanks, his young son, to go out there and run for him. Yeah. Um, the whole thing is filmed in Georgia and South Carolina, including the Vietnam segments. They found some lovely woodlands in South Carolina and, jo- and Savannah, Georgia, to film that kind of looked like uh, Vietnam. So that's everything that sort of people probably know, may have heard. I don't want to talk about any of that shit, Al. I want to talk about the Forrest Gump sequels, because there are two sequels out there. One got made, one didn't. What? There is not a Forrest Gump film sequel. There we go. There is a book sequel. So, the book, could you look up the author's name for me? Um, Because I cannot remember his name. Uh, But the film did not get made. But uh, Eric Roth, the writer, did write it. Um, And in it, of course, we know the original Forrest Gump. It's basically about Forrest Gump being involved in every big um, political and and historical event between the 60s and 70s. So the film was going to follow that on for the 80s and 90s. Um, In this uh, hypothetical script, well, not even hypothetical it was written and submitted um he would have danced with princess diana uh he would have been in the middle of the 1995 oklahoma city truck bombing and here is my favorite one al eric roth wrote that he would have been in the back of oj simpson's bronco during the bronco chase in 1994 we were deprived i know that's the funniest fucking thing in the world however not the funniest fucking thing in the world. The reason this film was never made is he submitted the script on the 10th of September 2001 and the next day 9-11 happened and they were like, nah, we good. The world doesn't need this right now. So that was the film sequel that was not made. It needed it more. Than Did you get the author's name? Yes, Winston Grom. Winston Grom. Uh, Groom? Groom? I think it's Groom. Groom. Winston Groom. Um, was the writer of the original book. Uh, and he saw an opportunity from the success of the film and he rushed out a sequel in 1995 called Gump & Co. Uh, so, that Alexander, the plot of this book is fucking wild. But I have a few of the things here which I fucking love. So, he ends up playing in the NFL for the New Orleans Saints. Sure. Of course, continuing the plot point from the uh, movie where he plays, in co- plays college football and is very good. Um, he creates New Coke... You know that thing in the, the 80s where, like, they suddenly create the new... Yeah, it's Forrest Gump's fault that new Coke is created in this book. Um, he causes the Exxon Valdez oil spill. Um, he fights in Operation Desert Storm with an orangutan named Sue that he got when he was an astronaut. Is I will repeat is that. Is he got in the book he, series? Is he got? He fights in Operation Desert Storm with an orangutan by his side named Sue, who he met while he was an astronaut. This is not to mention the running storyline in this. And for anyone who hasn't watched Forrest Gump, just go and watch Forrest Gump. You should have watched it anyway. I'm about to spoil like a big thing that happens at the end. You should have watched Forrest Gump. Go and watch yeah, Forrest Gump. Yeah, this is a podcast about Forrest Gump. We're going to spoil. We're going to spoil Gump. it. And normally we don't say this because it kind of gives away what we think about this film. But just go and watch Forrest Gump. Everyone should go and watch Forrest Gump. But yeah, um, there's a running storyline in the book sequel that Jenny's ghost just appears to him yes. regularly. <laughs> There are two more uh, things. Oh, no, there are three more things. And I love all of them. Number one, he meets real-life Tom Hanks in the book. Forrest Gump meets Tom Hanks while he's filming Big. And in while he meets Tom Hanks, he says things like... <laughs> 
Um, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And Forrest Gump is confused why he says that. Um, he is prosecuted for insider trading on Wall Street. And the prosecuting lawyer is Rudy Giuliani. And he says about Rudy Giuliani, wow, this guy acts like he's the mayor. And here it is. There's a million more things I could say about this book. But this is my absolute favourite, Alexander. Sorry, can I, I just want to clarify, more than Forrest Gump fighting in Desert Storm with an orangutan on his back who he got from space. Yes, it's even better. He is deployed in the Persian Gulf War and captures Saddam Hussein. Alexander, in this hypothetical scenario, in Gump and Co, the sequel to Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump stops 9-11 ever happening before we even knew 9-11 was going to be a thing. This book is the wildest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It's fucking hilarious. It's so obviously just an absolute cash grab. And he's just like, I'm just going to go take it. the first time, do it again. I'm just going to ramp everything up to three million. Oh my god, let's, we've probably been going for 40 minutes let's, already and let's, we haven't... Let's, 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 let's talk, talk about this film. this film. This film begins, as all good things do, with a feather slowly falling from the sky. Is it the feather of Anubis that is used to weigh against our very souls when we die? Who knows? It's a metaphor and not particularly a clear one. It lands at the feet. The dirty, trained feet of a besuited Tom Hanks sat next to a lady... On a bench, waiting for a bus. He's eating from a box of... He has a box of chocolates. Turns to the woman next to him and says the classic line. L- I'm, I'm not going to do the Laugh is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, now, fine. there's more lines beforehand, but whatever. That's the kind of main thing. Yeah. He begins to tell his life story. He questions to himself, Why can I remember some things, but I can't remember some other things? And he goes, my name's Forrest, named after my great-grandfather, <laughs> old General Forrest, you know, the one who set up the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, so here we, so I, I don't think we, <laughs> I, so again, I'm assuming most people have seen this film. I don't think we need to break down point by point. What oh, we're mostly going to so point is all, what we're going to hit on is all the fucking hilarious films, yeah. the, all the things that happen in Tom Hanks' life that are fucking hilarious. So the first one immediately that I completely forgot. I, so, oh, I think the, everyone forgets. Yes, yes. Firstly, this is the first thing we are reviewing that I had seen before this podcast. Jeez. Wait, had you seen anything else? Uh, I guess not. Yeah, this is, yeah we're, we're 30 episodes in, finally seeing some. I hadn't seen this until I was about 14. And yeah, I think everyone forgets that Tom Hanks has an ancestor who founded the fucking KKK. And his mum names him after him because <laughs> everyone makes mistakes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh... So we le- we so learned some dumb. things about uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, the the thing that many people may know about um, about uh, about this is that we we have a young uh, Forrest who's played by a kid uh, who is is from Mississippi and could not kick his deep 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 strong 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 Mississippi accent. So. Tom Hanks' accent is actually based off this kid. Tom Hanks didn't develop it, and then the kid based, like right. went off him. So though it's set in Alabama, he's meant to be from Alabama, it's a Mississippi accent. It's a Mississippi accent, but sure. it's it's a deep South accent, yeah. and it is it is a wild accent. It's Ooh. a... Like, 
it's iconic at this point. Everyone's done their own impressions of it. Um, but yeah, so Tom Hanks says he's like he would like sit down with this kid and he has recordings of him talking to him sure. for hours and hours and hours to get down this kid's uh, this kid's accent. So we see some early stories from Tom Hanks. Forrest, oh, let's let's break that, okay? So Forrest, he's got strong legs but a weak back. They put him in braces. What happens next? <laughs> Mum fucks the principal yes. to get him into school. Yes, yes, mum fucks the principal to get him into school. Is there a Mr. Gump? Is there a Mr. Gump, he says, and she says he's away on uh, vacation. On vacation. He then leaves the cuts to them fucking in the house, young forest sitting on the swing. The guy comes outside and goes, Your mum must really, really love like you. you. And then Tom Hank and then little Forrest Gump starts impersonating. Yes, let's doing an impersonation. This film. You re- you're like, you have to buy in that it's going to be a bit silly, it's but the so first funny. fucking 20 minutes of this film are fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, there oh, are so many things like that. Yeah, just things you forget, like the fact that Sally Field fucks a guy to get her, him sure. into a school. So, so, look, so the idea is he has an IQ of 75, which the state believes is below uh, the threshold for him to go into a state school. He has to go into a special school, so she fucks this man so he can go into a normal school. Sure. He meets Jenny on the bus. Who's Jenny, you ask? Jenny's a ghost going to make a lot of bad life decisions yes, as she gets is. older. Uh, but right then and there, uh, she makes friends with the with the one, you know, the kid no one really wants to be friends with. Yep. She's really sweet, she's really nice, they love each other, blah, 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 blah. Jenny has a really tough life. It's yes, crap. Yeah, yeah, Jenny she, has a, yeah, Jenny has a abusive father. Yeah, it's yeah. super bad. Um, we then get to uh, the first Run Forest run we've seen, which is basically the uh, the transition sorry, towards what, his sorry, old... What? Run, Forest run! Thank you. Um, which is... <laughs> Honestly hilarious. So he is, um, he's, he's being chased by kids on bikes. Um, and so Jenny goes, you better run. They start, th- <laughs> firstly, firstly, he's still in braces. Firstly, they throw rocks at him. He gets wailed by like four rocks and he's completely fine. He's still in braces and he's doing a bit of a janky walk. And then the braces explode off of him, literally just burst off his legs. And does this make him fall over because he was had needed braces? No, this makes him run even faster. In fact, he managed to, to run faster than the kids on bikes. Um, and then we get the, the famous line, uh, anytime after that, if I was going somewhere, I was running. And so he starts running and then he runs and he goes to college and they find out he's good at running because he's just... He's, oh, Jenny gets free oh, from her dad. Jenny moves out from her Jenny dad, moves blah, blah, blah. Out. They, they play um, together. She's like, turn me into a bird. They don't, they don't get turned into a bird. But her dad gets put in jail. She lives with her aunt. Yeah. He gets a scholarship to go play yeah. college for Alabama State. Turns out what's happened in Alabama State in the 50s. That's right. It's being desegregated. Uh, and, and yeah, we got our first, um, we first get our first, weird, first historical weird historical section, which is, oh no, no, we are forgetting, we are forgetting one of the historical sections from a child. The obvious uh, historical fact, which is Forrest Gump teaches Elvis Presley to dance. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Fantastic fact. Uh, yeah, so Sally Field uh, runs like a, an Airbnb sort of, well, just a B&B, um, and come through, through that Airbnb is uh, Elvis Presley. And Forrest Gump, with his braces on his legs, is trying to dance while Forrest, while Elvis Presley is uh, playing the music. And he has a little bit of weird, janky little leg movement. And then we see for Elvis Presley on TV dancing like that. Yeah. We then, yes, the second weird event is desegregation. Um, it, he's there when they're first desegregated. There's a bunch of clips in this film which are historical footage with Tom Hanks CGI'd into them. 
some of them hold up surprisingly really? yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are fucking dog shit, but it's still hilarious either way. Um, so yeah, he doesn't really know what's going on, um, but yeah, he's just kind of there. Yeah, um, he's sports. he's playing uh, he's playing college ball. Apparently, all you need to be a really good at American football really is fast. just be quick. Um, we then have Jenny's over at another college, and uh, he goes to visit her, and then she pulls up, and oh no. She's there with a boy. Boo. And that boy is straight up fucking her. Well, they're not, they're not quite fucking yet, but they're, 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 they're in the car. They're definitely fucking they're def- are they, Jamie. They're well, just getting to second or third, yeah. okay? And then because it's in a car, like it's a little bit uncomfortable, and she goes, ow, ow, ow. And oh, Forrest Gump takes this. I thought she was being vaguely sexually assaulted. I thought it was just because it was uncomfortable. One of the two. One of the two. Let's go with the one that Forrest slightly. De- Forrest definitely yeah. thinks she's being assaulted. Yes, Forrest thinks whether, she's being assaulted. Whether or not Runs in. And beats the shit out of this kid. Um, the kid is like, what the fuck? Pushes Jenny out, drives home. Jenny's like, Forrest, what are you doing? He's like, I brought you flowers. And then she's like, you can't do this. Okay, come on in my room. Um, and then, come on in my room. Because she's like, hey, have you ever been with a woman? And he's like, oh, no. And then she uh, she, she she puts his hand on her you know, they're, they're, they're pretty much naked. Yeah, she's she, topless. Takes she, off her bra. But she's like, but she puts his hand on his booby, and then, and then Forrest Gump comes, uh, all in front of uh, her, her roommate. roommate. Yes, yeah, all yeah. in front of her roommate. Um, yeah, they pan down, and suddenly her roommate is there. Very, very funny. And to the line, uh, I think I ruined your roommate's <laughs> house coat. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what happens next in Forrest Gump's world? He wildlife? gets recruited to the army. That's right. <laughs> no, 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 no. no he meets thing. JFK before that. Oh, because yeah, yeah. He, he goes on the all-American team. He meets JFK, uh, um, and then uh, at, at the White Dr. House, Peppers. at the White House, he drinks. I must have drank about fifteen <laughs> Dr. Peppers. My favorite line in the film. <laughs> um, and so he says to JFK, "I need to pee." Um, again, the the CGI holds up kind of well here. I'm sure in 1990. Yeah, some of the, some of them some, are much worse. The yeah, one some, I think with I'm not sure if it's Eisenhower or if it's the um, one with Eisenhower is bad. The one with J uh, John Lennon is real bad. Yeah. Um, but Ooh. I'm sure in 1994, this shit yeah, looked yeah, yeah. wild. People were like, "What the right. fuck? How did they do this? What does he do next?" There's a young man who's met the who's been yeah, he, gradu- he graduates from college. Graduates. Uh, he he joins the army. He doesn't get drafted. He straight up joins the yeah. army. Uh, turns out Forrest really good as a soldier. Uh, he's, he's really good at assembling yep. assembly weapons. The guy goes yep. up to him and is like, someday you're going to be a general. Which is, yep. uh, He guess, meets um, Bubba. Bubba. Bubba, and he, Bubba loves shrimp. Bubba's from a <laughs> shrimp <laughs> boat. If you've um, seen this film, the only thing you remember about Bubba is that Bubba likes Bubba shrimp. Bubba loves shrimp. Um, however, interesting uh, little fact about uh, Mike L.C. Williamson, uh, the guy who played Bubba. He really struggled after this film to get more roles oh. because he put in, he was wearing a prosthetic uh, thing in his lower lip yeah. to have that uh, effect where his lip sticks out, which is a bit, it's a bit dicey by today's standards. Sure. It's a little bit you weird. You probably wouldn't do it. You so. probably wouldn't do it today. But people assumed that that was his actual lip and that Robert Zemeckis had just found this guy with like a weird lip and he yeah yeah. and he eventually did have an acting career but for the few years after Forrest Gump people just thought that's what he was actually like which is sad Uh, but also I'm sure he got a decent amount of money for this film and had a great time doing it yeah I'm sure Um, so yeah of Shrimp and uh, he talks about shrimp all day. Um, Forrest, shrimp. real good at um, in one of my. F- I do really love the sequence with the drill sergeant, where he, you know we have the shout, shout the shouting drill sergeant, who's normally like, "You are a piece of worms, Forrest." But 
Forrest Gump is really good. good. So he's like, you are goddamn amazing, Forrest. If it would be a waste of a private, I'd recommend you for lieutenant. You're going to go far, kid. You're going to be a general one day, yeah, sir. It's, it's a really fun little subversion of expectations there. Um, but yeah. Where did they go? Where did he send soldiers in the 60s? Vietnam, baby. This is the um, end. Um, so... Not that song, uh, but, um, but that's about another film. Yes, um, you know that uh, the famous song that we associate, and I cannot remember the name of it, but it plays in this film that we associate with Vietnam, with the the, the helicopters flying over. Um, oh, not the end. Hendrix, all on the watch No, no. That's also really. That, but that is also in this film. Yeah. Um, whatever. Also by the doors. Uh, who knows? Like, Basically, you can find it out. But the soundtrack in this film is fucking incredible. Did I write it down? But there's, yeah, Jimi Hendrix is in this, The Doors is in this, fucking. Um, the, the, yeah, the soundtrack is fucking incredible in this film. Uh, who are, Leonard Skinner is in this, uh, Elvis Presley is obviously in this, Aretha Franklin, Three Dog Night, The Birds, The Beach Boys, Jimi Hendrix experiences, as I said, uh, The Doobie Brothers, Simon yeah, and Garfunkel, yeah. Bob Seaver, fucking oh, Buffalo Springfield, sure. shitloads more people. You also missed the fact that Jenny's become a stripper um, oh yeah Jenny's it's not much yeah. of it we're just going to mention that we're going to move on she's yeah. a stripper now Forrest goes to see her he's like why are you stripping Jenny and then she goes and leaves yeah that's um, it back to Vietnam back to Vietnam uh, yeah he gets deployed to Vietnam he meets Lieutenant Dan who's like a real hot he's he's a bit racist and, then, but, and he's yeah. a real he's real hot he's a little bit racist I probably, um, I, yeah, I probably just didn't know yeah that. no he, he don't like the Vietnamese people very much oh right sure but he um, ends up Potentially marrying some Yes, yes, yes. Like, there, there's some uh, there's some growth for him. Sure. Um, uh, yeah. Importantly, a member of uh, Lieutenant Dan's family uh, has uh, died in every war ever fought in yes, America. Yes, in a great sequence of just Gary Sinise dying in different historical war costumes in the exact same way. It's just like constant fooling of him in like a Revolutionary War costume and then him in a like Civil War costume and then him in a um, uh, World War II costume. Korea, it's, then, yeah, yeah it's, it's very, very fun. Um, so yeah, basically... Everything's going pretty well. This this is the first point where like they kind of peel it back and it's like, oh, Forrest Gump is having all this great time. He's sort of flowing through on life because he's a little bit less aware of things. He doesn't know. Like like the things with um, uh, with Jenny as a child. He uh, I believe says he 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 like very nice loving man. Like, yeah, her father was a very loving man. Played lots of games with them while he's hugging, kissing them. So there's these little allusions to things going poorly, but you know, and with the segregation. Uh, but Forrest Gump doesn't really know about them that much. Here is where we get the first like, oh no, shit's actually bad. Yeah. He he he's out on patrol, and um, their entire patrol suddenly gets attacked. Um, there's huge amounts of bombs. Everyone gets split up. Forrest is told to run. Jenny has given her him the advice, like, if you're ever in trouble over there, Forrest, I just want you to run. Um, that's, a, that's an all right Jenny impression. I'm happy with that Robin, Robin Wright impression. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so he runs. He suddenly finds himself completely lost. And he's like, no, I got to find Bubba. Um, and it's pretty horrific, this little sequence. Like, it's... It, Forrest Gump is the hero, yeah. but it's like it's really showing like no, like this fucking sucks. We've we've been sugarcoating things, but this fucking sucks. He runs in and he's put dragging men out of. But he constantly trying to find Bubba, but he yes, keeps on finding other members of his them. and saving them, bring them back. He finds Lieutenant Dan, who's had his legs completely. He's calling an airstrike. His legs are blown off. Yes, um, he's like blow it, blow it, leave me behind. Just get out of here. He gets Lieutenant Dan. He finally goes and he finds Bubba. And uh, Bubba's not Bubba's not in 
Bubba's not in great shapes. Neither was Lieutenant Dan. Neither was Lieutenant Dan, but Bubba's especially really not in great shape. He picks him up, tries to get rid of him, but as he's carrying him, uh, he he feels like something jump up and beat him. Um, And it was was actually him getting shot. Um, In the buttocks. In the buttocks, as he says to uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, when he receives his Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh, Medal of Honor. Presidential Medal of Honor. Um, Yeah, so he saves everyone. He... uh, is recovering. He's in the hospital. We get a little scene with Lieutenant Dan. Um, Lieutenant Dan's a a, a a bit of a bitter man now. He's lost his legs. Yeah, Bob, I mean, Bob, fair Bob, enough, Bob, yeah. Bubba's dead, by the way. Yeah, Bubba dies. Sorry, Bubba. Um, so he says to Lieutenant Dan, like, I'm in Bubba's honor. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a shrimp boat. You know, that's that's what I'm gonna that's do. And, do. Then, and then Lieutenant yeah. Dan says, Hey, when when you uh, when uh, we're skipping over a very important plot point, Jamie. Yeah. That's turns out. Uh, as we know with everyone who's maybe a little bit, uh, you know, intellectually challenged, uh, he's a savant in one thing, and that one thing other than running is ping pong. I think, no, ping pong. No, 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 I'm not getting to the boat yet. I know ping pong, oh, right, right, no, right, no, but yeah. in his conversation with Lieutenant Dan, sure. he says, Lieutenant Dan says, hey, if you're ever a captain of a shrimp boat, I'll be your first mate. Sure. Uh, and that's sarcastically. Our, and also, sarcastically. Uh, yeah, sorry, I delivered that very sincerely, like it was a sweet moment. No, he's being very sarcastic. Lieutenant Dan's he kind of a no dick legs. at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> just the use of he has no legs, like that justifies it. You know why he has no legs? He's just kind of a dick. Like, um, in the legs. Yeah. Um, uh, and he also says, which is, I don't know whether it's an actual illusion, but the next film they're in is astronauts. He says, you'll be a Trimbio captain yeah, and I'll be an astronaut. Yeah. Oh, they're both astronauts. Whatever. So yes, um, while he's on uh, on injury leave, uh, well, no, I think he goes and gets the Presidential Medal of Freedom first. He meets LBJ, um, gets President, yes. not Presidential Medal of Freedom, Presidential Medal of Order. What Presidential Medal of Order? The highest medal a um, yes, um, uh, soldier can get. Before I believe, even before, well, yes, he finds out he's good at ping pong. But before he goes to the Olympics for ping pong, uh, he goes to the Olympics. He. Yes, he does. No, he goes to play in China, directly against China, in uh, when they immediately opened up uh, communications with them. It's not the Olympics. Oh, I assume that was the yeah. Olympics. Fair enough. Uh, but before he... Basically, uh, he's told not to... In a nice little fun fact that I'm sure. sure is pointed out a million times, but if you've never heard it, uh, he's told by one of the people, look, it's real simple, just don't take your eye off the ball. If you ever watch him playing ping pong, he never blinks. He literally... Tom Hanks never blinks in his seat <laughs> as he's playing ping pong because he's told not to take his eye off the ball. It's cute. Um... Before he goes over to China, though, uh, we have him meeting uh, Jenny again. He's uh, received his presidential mention of honor, and he's just hanging around in D.C. He's just chilling. He's uh, in his. I went to explore our nation's capital, capital. Uh, and he gets caught up by some hippies who are trying to protest protest the Vietnam War, um, and uh, he gets brought up to speak in front of a huge, huge crowd that yes. are speaking on Capitol Hill. Is that? Uh, I- the place with the water where you can see the, mall, the in front of the Lincoln Memorial, the big pond in front of there. If you're in the UK, you would say the Mall. It's a bit like the Mall, but it's not. So. Uh, yes, yeah, something like that. So um, he is brought up to speak in front of them, um, but a, a conniving military man who doesn't want the uh, military to be undermined uh, actually pulls all the mic. All the mics, and so you can't hear what he says. However, interestingly, and again, this is something that's been pointed out a million times, uh, but he did actually have lines during this. Uh, Tom Hanks had scripted lines. They were, uh, sometimes when people go to Vietnam, they go home to their mamas without any legs. Sometimes they don't go home at all. That's a bad thing. That's all I have to say about that. Mm -hmm. It's nice and sweet. 
Sure. Doesn't said. Uh, doesn't get said. And interestingly, I, I, th- this speaks to something which kind of gets held against the film. And for a long time, this film was seen as a very conservative film. Um, yes. You know, in its politics and its worldviews, and it was definitely taken by conservatives to be a conservative film. Whereas everyone making the film was like, no, this is very apolitical. And I, I do feel the film does try to be very apolitical. Like, yes. It is I sort think- of like it's not like Forrest Gump as a human being does not have politics other no. than be kind to fellow human beings, don't be a dick. And the film takes that mostly as this politics and I, I someone uh, wrote about it saying that if you were because of the culture in which it was received in the 90s which had the you know 90s politics and 90s conservatism had this big focus on kind of family values and all this kind of stuff it, that's why it got co-opted because sure it is a family film and it is about family but actually it's it's you know in many ways slightly progressive and definitely for its time for us Gump is actually in opposition to most conservative forces yeah. whenever that is. Um, and also, like, it is... I I truly believe it is an apolitical... Well, we'll sort of touch Mostly, on all of this yeah. in when we get uh, at sure. the end, but I truly believe it is an apolitical film, and the takes that are like, oh, it's clearly trying to make a political message, even if they, the creators say it isn't. I'm like, no, it's just telling historical events from the 60s and 70s, and historical events are generally tied to politics. Yeah. That, but it's not commenting that, it, on it's not commenting on the politics. It's, just, it like, uh, it's, yeah. it's essentially the, the spicy take of, oh, but we live in a society. Like, yeah, it's telling historical yeah. events, so those events are generally political. Sure. But to try and... Yeah, it's not inherently saying anything no. about politics or saying anything about sure. these things. It's just presenting them. You can't present history without presenting historical... Uh, yeah, I, without presenting polit- political events. I agree. So look... Uh, he meets the, the meet Black up. Panthers. Oh, he goes to the Black Panthers. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, and so, gets yeah. punched in the face, uh, but not by a Black Panther, by a guy who hangs out with Black yeah, Panthers by the only, and white. Yeah, the only white man. <laughs> Ruining the Black Panther party for everyone. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, the one white man hit punches Jenny. Yeah, he meets Jenny, who's like at that uh, yeah. protest. She runs through the water and is like, it's forest, and he goes and meets her. They go and meet the Black Panthers. She's running with the Black Panthers for some reason. They... It's it's weird. Like Jenny's living an interesting life. Jenny is living a very interesting life, and she will continue to live an interesting life. Um, but um, it's very weird. Uh, I get that they didn't want to do the thing of like meeting the Black Panthers and then one of the Black Panther, the Black members of the Black Panther Party, hitting a woman. But they still make it so that none of the Black Panthers like say yeah, boo to this. Yeah. So they accidentally kind of make it seem like the Black Panthers are super chill with uh, domestic with domestic history. violence, which it was not their intention. I think it's just a bit of a misstep on their part. Yeah. But it's a, yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. Um, we So basically, uh, to sort of give it a little idea of what's going on here is um, Forrest really loves Jenny. Yeah. And Jenny kind of strings him along quite a lot. Um like a little bit it's it's a common criticism of this film i will touch on it again but there's multiple points where he's like like i clearly like you and she's like oh that's cool okay bye um and like and like and like the things where she like makes him grab her boobs and like later when they have sex spoiler alert in, in in the roguest section of does tom hanks fuck in this film we've ever had Yes, Even Tom in Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks fucks in this film. Yeah. So we'll get more onto that. Um, after he goes to China, he comes back. He's a ping pong legend. He gets uh, 
Endorsement. Uh, you get twenty five thousand uh, dollars as uh, as someone who endorses a paddle. He endorses a ping pong paddle. Yes, he endorses a ping pong paddle. Grand. Gets a bunch of money. He goes and go, goes and gives that to. Well, he buys the, a ship. He meets Lieutenant Dan in the meantime. Lieutenant Dan has now been living pretty rough in New York. He has a flat, but he's you know a disgruntled former vet who has no legs. Um, you are skipping over two wonderful historical details. Sure. When he comes back from uh, from ping pong, he goes on one of the talk shows. I can't remember which. Carson. I don't think that's Carson. It doesn't look like Carson. It's someone. Famous talk show with John Lennon and gives John Lennon the inspiration for the lyrics to imagine, um, which is... No positions? No war. I can't do the lip-building no. accent there. No, so it's um, very, very, very sudden. He also then meets Richard Nixon. Um, like Nixon, I think. He doesn't like Nixon very much, um, but he does stay at the Watergate Hotel yes. and is the person that calls the security to warn them about thing- documents being stolen. Again, it's very funny, all the little things he's involved in. That is then when he takes his money and he goes by as a shrimp boat. Uh, yeah, the important thing to do, and this does humanise Dan very quickly, um, Lieutenant, he sees Lieutenant Dan in New York. Uh, this is after he gets a medal, um, after he goes off the talk show. Uh, Lieutenant Dan's having a hard time. He takes him a drink. He's like, I'm going to buy him with a shrimp boat. Lieutenant Dan's like, whatever. Uh, they end up with either some girls or hookers. I can't even remember which. But they end up in the room, and one of the girls uh, is trying to, you know, I think, give, give Forrest a blowjob or something. Forrest is uncomfortable with this, and he says, no, thank you. She goes, are you... Uh, I think she says something along the lines of, are you retarded or something? I think she just says, are, are you stupid? stupid? Sure. And Lieutenant Dan is like, don't call him that. He throws off the other girl. He's like, don't call him that. Don't call him stupid. Don't do that. And... They both, both girls run off, and, and Forrest says, I don't think, you know, I, I really appreciate Lieutenant Dan for that. Like, I don't think he, in the same way he didn't want to see himself as disabled, he didn't want to see me as, he didn't like other people calling me stupid. Yeah. Um, so Forrest goes off, uh, goes to uh, we've, we've, we've forgotten, obviously, the famous uh, quote about stupid, which sure. is, stupid is as stupid does. I don't know what that means, Alexander. Stupid it, is as stupid does. It, it said so many times in this film, maybe I'm stupid, because I have no fucking clue what that sentence means. I think it means that you're only stupid if you act stupid. So stupid is... So so uh, just because the fact that he doesn't, um, you know, say talk eloquently or... Uh, yeah, yeah, basically that. But, you know, if, if you act kindly and you act find that you're not stupid I think I think it's the implication fair I enough know. I think it's meant um, to be a, a, a you, I'm rubbing you a glue yeah totally. so he goes off he buys his shrimp boat it's not going well it's not a good he shrimp doesn't boat. know he, it's not a good shrimp boat he doesn't know how to shrimp boat he names it the Jenny he names it the Jenny um, but you know he is a captain of a shrimp boat and one time he's coming back again having had no shrimp uh, and who is it but a good old buddy, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. He's had a bit of. He's had a bit of a change of heart. He was like, "Well, I heard you had a shrimp boat. I got your letter, uh, and you know, I said I'd be your first mate." Speaking of letters, very quickly, while in Vietnam, uh, Forrest wrote to Jenny every day. Now, admittedly, he wrote to a childhood home, which you know, bold move, believing it's going to be there. Every single one of them was returned back to him. It's quite sad when that happens. Uh, moving back on, so Lieutenant, yes, he's Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan's like, I'm going to work. He's like, cool. The boat, he jumped off the boat to go see Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, still moving in the background. It crashes, crashes into a and he's like, um, That's pontoon. Yeah, uh, they uh, go out. It's not working. Bad. Big storm. They pray to God. There's a big storm. The storm crashes everyone in Louisiana. I think it's Louisiana. It's definitely the bayous. 
uh, boats. Boat. Everyone who is like has been shrimp fishermen for generations wiped out of a career. Who survives in this largely white neighborhood? The Two Denny. white guys on the boats <laughs> who then proceed to make a killing. Yeah, they make bank. loads of other boats, hire everyone. They went to church briefly. Uh, they're really rich, but Forrest finds yeah. out his mum's kind of sick and he runs, I'm not sure if he runs all the way back home to Alabama. I think, but- I think the, in, the implication is he runs all the way home back to Alabama. Um, he um, in this time, just while um, while we're on it, uh, he found found some bubblegum shrimp, which is obviously a real company now in the real world. Yes, but that's that's off the back of this film. Yes, yeah, yeah no, I know. Yeah, 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 off the back of this I film. Think it's bubble gum um, during this time, when he has money, um, he also invests in Apple. No, I think I believe Lieutenant Dan invests invests in Apple for him. him. Yeah. Um, in, invests in a fruit company. Um, yeah, he invests in fruit company, so he gets shit loads more money off that. Uh, but he goes home, yeah, his, his mum's not well. In a very sad, uh, sad little scene, um, Sally Field, she's looking super old. She, uh, she dies of cancer. Yeah. Sad times. And at this point, she says to him the line, um, uh, what should we call it? Uh, Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So as she said, is my destiny to be your mum. What's your destiny for us? He goes, I don't know. What was it? And she goes, down. Um, uh, after this, uh, Forrest, uh, doesn't, um... Is this when he just starts running? No, Jenny comes to see him. Yeah, Jenny... G- Pretty soon afterwards, look, uh, J- no, yes, Jen- so he's doing really well financially. He takes a job to work at the local school, uh, just cutting the grass the lawn because he's got loads of money. he's super rich. He and he just owns. likes cutting the grass. And important to remember, all the way through this, we keep on coming back to present day Gump on the bus talking to people many people move through yeah, and, um, and we're also reg- he's regularly saying I'm thinking about Jenny seeing wonder what's going on with her um, to give you an idea not well she's got in super deep with the hippie crowd uh, she started taking heroin yeah. she tries to commit suicide well not tries she, 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 she like herself. yeah she's up she's up on she's on heroin um, she, she, walks co- on yeah, ledge. she walks onto a ledge and then sort of hesitates and then doesn't doesn't kill herself um so then, because she's had a bit of a bit of a crisis there, she goes back. She finds Forrest. Hangs out with him for a very long time. He's really nice to her. She's getting her shit together, is a nice way to put it. Forrest says, do you want to marry me? She goes, not really, Forrest. He says, look, I might not be intelligent, but I know what love is. And he walks outside. I want to know what love, love is. Uh, Jenny straight up bounces. Oh, she's like, why would you love me? They... They fuck they once, fuck, and, then, they and bounce. then she bounces. Sure. At this point, uh, and, and importantly, Jenny also gave him a pair of Nike running shoes. Yes. Um, Forrest doesn't deal with this man as a well as sorry as a man with uh, limited uh, rational uh, capacity. I yes. guess. So and he just to, starts running. He, he runs. He's. He's. Um, I believe he's. He's in the south. And then he just starts running, and he ends up in Santa Monica. Yes. Um, he then runs. He, t- he turns around yeah, and just runs to the other side of the country. Cod, yeah. And then he turns around again and starts running again. And <laughs> only at this point do people, people start noticing. He has already run across the country twice. And only then do people start noticing. And we sort of get, sort of get into the third act of this film, which is him running across the country. He, he becomes gets, Christ. He becomes Christ, basically. People like... He doesn't say anything to people. But he he gets interviewed and he just like I just feel like running. Um, and uh, in this time, he comes and people start following him. He starts sure. getting people like genuinely running with him, asking him for help. Um, he comes up with the phrase "shit happens." Yeah, that's that's a weird small thing here. He runs through a piece of shit. 
Um, and then a man goes, hey, you just ran through some dog shit. And, and he goes, it happens. It happens. And then he goes, what? Shit. shit? And he goes, yeah. And that's the invention of sure. the phrase shit happens. He invites the smiley face. He, he invents the smiley face t-shirt, the yellow t-shirt with a uh, smiley face on it. He invents that. People, he gets more and more of a cult. He's getting more and more of a beard and long hair. He's kind of looking like, like he's looking more and more like he's in Castaway. Um, he runs for three years, two months, two days, and sixteen hours. One time, I went to the gym for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, that's the actual number he quotes, and then he just stops. He's just like, I'm done. I'm goes back. I'm, yeah, I'm tired. I'm going home. Uh, he goes home. Jenny goes and finds him there. It's like, I've been following your story. Look, I've got, uh, she's got her shit Jenny, together. Jenny sent him a letter. Yeah. Uh, and that takes us back to the present day on the bus stop. He says, look, oh, I'm, meant yeah. to meet Je- I'm meant to meet someone at this address. And the lady goes, well, you don't have to wait for the bus. It's just down there, five blocks. He goes, yeah. thank you very much. He walks down there, meets Jenny. Jenny's been working as a waitress. Jenny says, hey, I've been following you. I've got a book of all your things. Yeah, and she's only got things like from basically all of his running time because that's when she's actually been keeping things and remembering things. But wait a second. What's this at the door? They open it. But who's there? A lady and a small child. And the child says... I see dead people. It's Haley Joel Osment, motherfucker! Yeah. Kid from Sixth Sense, like two years before he gets in Sixth Sense. Uh, he's actually, this is actually his first ever role, Haley Joel Osment. He's a cute little kid. I love Haley Joel Osment. Me too. Um, yeah, for us, it's, it's like confused, but it's fine. Uh, he said, yeah, I believe, anyway, the, 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 the Jen, Jen, name is brought yeah, up. Jenny she goes, goes he's called Forrest. After his daddy, and then she goes, his dad's called Forrest too? Uh, and then in, in a very sweet moment that is talked about a lot, uh, she says, yeah, no, it's actually yours. And then, um, the, like, we haven't really touched on it, but um, we, we will touch on it in the assessments, but in some phenomenal acting by Tom Hanks, he just, like, is really overcome with emotion and is, like, really concerned with, is he smart? Yeah. And can only just about get those words out. And she's like, yeah, yeah she's, he's the smartest in his class. And it's, it's a really touching moment. This is all, like, Forrest cares about, like, he... he has a kid and he, he wants that kid to be smart. He doesn't want that kid to go through the same things he's gone through. It's sure. very sweet. Um, and Jenny gets AIDS and dies. Yeah, not explicitly, <laughs> but very, explicitly. very much implicitly she has AIDS yes. and dies. Um, and in fact, uh, I left it out of the, um, the yeah, um, the, the sequel, both the book sequel and the film sequel very much confirm she had AIDS and dies because plot it's, points in that uh, film are that Haley Joel Osment's character also has AIDS and is bullied about it in school. Yeah, I know, right? It's fucked up. It's fucked. Have to do that. Jesus I know. Christ. It's fucking weird. Anyway, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, that did happen, but like, you don't, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, like, yeah, it's really fucked up. So she, dark, yeah, she gets, dark. she gets, she gets AIDS and dies. From that with, sure. with sort of the implication because of the needles it's, it's or very whatever. Mu- it's, well, it's very no. It's very much said. Uh, I have a virus. They're not able to cure it. The doctors don't know what it is, and it's the eighties. Yeah. Um, so the implication is, it's AIDS. Uh, Although Zemeckis, I think, has said, come out and said, no, we were just being deliberately ambiguous. It doesn't matter what her, her disease was. It, and to be fair, I guess it doesn't matter it doesn't what the disease matter. was, but, it, but yeah. But it was AIDS. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, it's AIDS. Yes. Um, um, so he starts to look after uh, Lil Forrest on his own. Um, he walks him to the bus stop every day. It's super cute. We have a scene of him going and talking to the grave. Mm. 
it's very heartbreaking. He talks about how much he, he thinks about her and how much he cares about her. He says that Forrest Jr. wrote her a letter yeah. and he's the best writer in a class, but he's not allowed to read it, so he puts it down on a grave. Uh, he bulldozed uh, Jenny's father's old home, yeah. uh, which Jenny struggled through with almost her life. She's, when she's come back to Alabama, she's gone to it and been very upset. He bulldozes it to uh, bury her there. Um, and he goes to uh, send Young Forest off his first day at school, big school, I think. Yeah. Uh, on the bus, and he's got the curious. He's got a curious George book he had as a kid, and um, uh, George, uh, for Young Forest once is going to go take it in for show and town that day. Maybe it's not his first day. He's going to go send off the bus, and um, he puts Young Forest off on the bus, and the feather from the beginning of the film comes back kind of floats off into the air, uh, almost like Forrest is psychic moving with his mind, <laughs> is what it looks like, and the film ends. And the film ends. Yeah, um, we sort of breezed over this a little bit more than, well, I mean, this is still a that. very yeah, long yeah. episode, but like we didn't dive in on and give analysis as much as we normally would during it because we can save that towards the end and also people sure. have seen this film before. Um, I really like this film. I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen it in ages. I forgot how, like, I've said before, Comedy dramas, I fucking love that shit. That's yeah. my shit. I fucking I, honestly, I was, I'm surprised that you. I was watching this thinking I'm gonna have to back up my love of this film to Jamie. No, because in reality, like, the question of like has this film aged super super well is like like a lot of films so not necessarily. I think before we give our analysis, there are a few things I want to address, which are the. Oh, the the the, the, the spicy the, the, the spicy takes the spicy spicy takes because it's it's a big popular film. Of course, there are going to be spicy spicy takes about how it's age poorly, how it's terrible. Now, the first thing I would like to say, and it's it's sort of a thing we haven't really touched on, sort of the ambiguity of Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump's condition. It's sure. never really said no. what he has. You could argue that's deliberate, but what I would say about the performance is if you watch it today and you... Look, we can accept the ambiguity of the condition is not fantastic, although I think it's there's reasons why they go for that. A lot of this film is ambiguous. The point of the film isn't to be a specific dive-in on a specific here's my condition. Thing. I think unlike... Uh, I don't think I'm being unfair about this. Something like The Big Bang Theory... Where I feel, and this is not as an opposite that Jim Parsons was vaguely, and the writers were coding the characters autistic yeah. for a very long time before they eventually came around and went, yeah, okay, find the character's autistic. And they would argue for a very, very long time that no, the character doesn't have an issue, he's just special, his mum had him tested. And they would push back against that rather than leaning, leaning into it, like something like, let's say, Abed on Community does, where yeah. actually as the show goes on, it's fairly explicitly acknowledged that. Yes, he is autistic, and importantly, there are things which we don't see on screen where he has less fun um, issues, which the, the show doesn't want to show, which is fair enough. Um, Forrest Gump, at, at the beginning, they're like, look, his IQ is 75. I think in when they were writing it, when they were writing the book, I think when they were making the film, I don't think they thought he had an issue so much as they thought he has an IQ of 75, yep. and he has an Alabama accent. And those two things together make it seem like he has more of a specific issue rather than just general learning difficulties yes, that he's not that it, bright. It is, it is also very possible that uh, this film is just about how Hollywood sees all people from the sure. South. That, no, <laughs> if you watch the film... Uh, so this is what... Yeah, this is uh, what I was... If you watch um, a film I love, uh, Logan Lucky, uh, where they also have very Southern accents, um, they also seem stupid, although the character is clearly not stupid. And yeah. unfortunately, that's just a, a bias yes. we have against people from the South. But... Um, 
No, what I was going to say is I feel like people who want to have spicy, spicy takes about this film, and I think... And I will, I will repeat no, that. Yeah, people yeah. who want to have, sure. they're not, they're you not having, them, they, they are want wanting, they are sure. looking for things to, and, and there's a few of these. The first is that the performance is offensive. And I say to anyone who thinks that the performance is offensive to rewatch it. Because I feel like he suffers from the fact that everyone, everyone in the world has seen and done their own Forrest Gump. Yeah. The, and... In that parody and in that satire and in that people taking... When you do an impression of someone, you exaggerate. It makes the performance out to be way, way bigger, way more offensive, way more um, taking all these negative things and further than the performance actually is. When you watch it, the performance is phenomenal from Tom Hanks and it's extremely nuanced. When you look at things like when he first comes across uh, Bubba in the Vietnam War. You see Tom Hanks give just a fantastic array of emotions of a man who is not quite understanding what he's seeing, but knowing that what he's seeing isn't good. The same thing with when he's dealing with having a child. The performance here is not exaggerated. It is nuanced and it is good. So I think that he suffers from the fact that Many, many people have parried and satired this performance, sure. which creates the performance yeah. to be bigger I, in people's minds the, than it the actually issue is. is. And actually, this is the first time I think I've watched it fully since... Um, and I, I'm not sure if this was on your mind, but this, this has always been on my mind since I've seen this other film. Uh, Tropic Thunder. Yes, Tropic Thunder makes fun of it. And I think, I, you know what? I, that's fine. And that's fine. It, it is one of those things of... And I think... I think there are lots of things like this, but where you read a piece of criticism or whatever, and it changes your viewing of the film... And uh, I'm not going to quote the line. I said the word earlier. Um, it, yeah, the R word. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, in which uh, Robert Downey Jr. says, uh, and this is a quote from the film, so sorry, but never go full retard. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, look, the point in that basically is like, hey, there's a, there's a certain level of palatability in mental disability that uh, audiences are okay with. Yeah, and also the, the and idea that of, there are some actors that go for these roles specifically for Oscars. Oscar yeah. And I would maybe suggest that uh, some of this is started by Forrest Gump. I guess, I, yeah, that, that's what, I, that's comes, what I would say. I don't, I don't think Tom Hanks does this because it's Oscar bait. I think... He, he's just won, a, he, I, he's just won an Oscar. Sure. He, does, he doesn't need another one. Um, he, I mean, he'd like another one. Sure. Um, but like... Uh, yeah, I think this is the thing that creates the trend sure. that is then parodied. Yes, he himself and then when you is go not. Back, it, it, it suffers somewhat for the parodies, but that's not necessarily the film. No, I d- like Tropic, I Tro- get- yeah, Tropic Thunder's satire of it is very exactly harsh. that. It's it's very harsh, but it's like it's satire. It's comedy. You can I don't. I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to make fun of this. There are definitely aspects of it that like it's a bit it's a bit silly what he's doing and like sure. the like, but. Yeah, I think the performance, and I fully agree with you that, yeah, it is, it, your opinion can be swayed. But I think a lot of this film you kind of just need to buy into. Yeah. And if you buy into it, you'll enjoy it. Sure. The other spicy, spicy take we sort of touched on is is that sort of people think it's a political, like, conservative, what, conservative it loves war film. And I'm just like... War, it doesn't love that. And, and th- that, what that is, is that's people who have seen the spicy take and of Forrest Gump, the performance is offensive, and like, oh, I can't do this spicy take. Let me just fucking dig for 
some well, look, other I, spicy take I, to his, bring his down thing. this film as, that people As love. a film which is drenched in nostalgia and uh, to some extent as a PG-13 movie, which I think is the F-word once, um, presents a vision of the 50s, 60s, 70s and early 80s of America in a, in, a, in to be fair, quite sanitized way. We get a, we get a hint of the darker side, the underbelly of that kind of thing with yeah. Jenny, but for the most part, it's not that, and it doesn't really want to be that. Although no. it, it acknowledges it, that it is a film about people and families, and therefore was easy to be co-opted by a bunch of yes. people who were more okay, who were like, ah, we're the family political view because we believe in things never changing ever. We love families, whereas the film, again, explicitly, Forrest doesn't get really why segregation is a thing full stop. No. He's, it makes fun of um, the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Uh, it thinks war is stupid. Yeah. It thinks dying pointlessly for your country is kind of stupid. It uh, thinks the heroi- the real heroism comes from saving your friends rather than from killing the enemy. We yeah. never see the enemy uh, in, at all in the thing. Um, yeah, which all the way through the... Like, which, in which Forrest literally goes, there's no point being a really rich man because then you're just showing off. Like, so instead, he get, when he gets rich, what he just does is give it away to people. He's like, ah, fine. I mean, here's, here's this money. Like, I, I can't use it, so, so you use it better than I can. Yeah. Which, you know, has a female character who goes through a very complex journey and then in a rough life. And, yeah. like, doesn't... I don't think judges her for No, that. I don't think it, it does. It doesn't, it's not like Jenny dies because she's bad. Jenny, Jenny just lives a much harsher life than Forrest and can recognise this harsher life. Oh, that sucks, but yeah. Um, so. We we completely sp- skipped over one huge plot point. They get married. Um, they get <coughs> married. Lu- yeah. yeah, Lieutenant. Oh, Dan- man. Lieutenant Dan goes to the wedding. Lieutenant Dan has legs. Oh. Lieutenant Dan, your legs came back. He, he gets prosthetic legs, uh, as you sort of alluded to. Um, in what is some might say subtle, I think it's pretty blatant in the face sign of character growth. He has married a Vietnamese woman. Sure. Um, the intention is the intention is she I guess they may not have cast the Vietnamese woman, woman but but, but the but, intention yes. is she is Vietnamese but, and shows character growth of the lieutenant Dan. Sure. Anyway, sorry, skipped out of that. But yeah, um so yeah, they oh I forgot and my final my final it's related to the political uh, take, but my final absolutely dog shit spicy take is that the message of this film is that you should just listen to others, i.e. the government, and do what they say and obey, and therefore it's a fucking disgusting fascist movie. I'm like, oh my, this is an actual take that's on the internet. Holy shit, get over yourselves. Get a fucking better life. Here's this. my thing, and let's let's talk. Let's go to talk about what we think about the film. Obviously, uh, when we rank these films, we rank them out of uh, film out of five, uh, Tom Hanks's performance out of five, the Tom Hanks dick meter out of five, and whether or not this goes in our Hanks bag. So, when talking about how good is this film, look, we we listed all those takes, and if you're someone who, fair enough, often not often, but but fairly enough often, uh, can't enjoy pieces of art because you. You, you you don't you're not politically aligned with it, or you feel like it is not politically aligned with you. Um, I guess maybe Forrest Gump isn't for you. If you are willing to take the film as the film wants to be taken, yeah, there are still some problems here in the film, and that comes from a film which is now almost Christ. Th- well, it's, it's, oh, it's as old as I am, twenty four, going on twenty five years old. Um, uh, well, no, we'll definitely be twenty five years old now. Yeah, but it is a kind film. Yeah, with a very loving heart. That wants to serve both as a testament to 30 years of American history, where how whether how close to the, the 
truth that is. That's what it wants to do. It wants to make a, a slightly Disney version of that. And if, it, if again, if you are like, see Disney films and you think, hey, I want something more gritty, this is not for you. And on the other hand, wants to tell stories about love and wants to do so through the eyes of an adult who is innocent like a child. Yeah. Um, I can understand if, and again, if you are someone who is disabled and you didn't like this film, uh, please write in and talk to us about it. We'd love to have that conversation. Fair enough. But actually, I just think it's a really kind film. It yeah. loves its characters. It loves the world. It, and it wants everyone to be kind and be better. And I, I, so yeah, for me, five. Uh, oh, cra- uh, yeah, five. Yeah, I, I really love watching this film. Uh, as I said, comedy dramas, they're my shit. I love them. And this film is way funnier than I think people remember it. Like, this film is fucking hilarious in a lot of parts, especially yeah, in the first first 30 I, minutes or so. I was surprised how funny it was. Yeah, it's so, it's so funny. And the drama really hits well, mostly through Tom Hanks' performance. I have two issues with it. And I'd like to have a discussion with you about one of them. The second, the, the one I don't want to have a discussion about is, but not because for any particular reason, it's just not a particularly interesting discussion. I think it peters out a little bit. I think this film, this sure. film is two hours, 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it could be a solid two hours. I think the last third, it I just drags after, a little I bit. I think after the, here's the issue, I think in terms of structure, for two thirds of the, a bit more than two thirds of the movie, probably three quarters of the film, it is told as someone narrating the past and then it enters the present. Yes. And it goes on too long in the present. Yes, I mean, it, go, that, it goes that, on too that, long in the present because... Really makes sense. Because and structurally, what you're saying is quick snapshot, quick snapshot, quick snapshot, bam, 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 and then the pace just grinds to a halt in the present time. And that that that's a bit disappointing, but it's not, you know, it's not the biggest criticism. The other criticism, and this is not the, the hottest take in the world, but the Jenny... Forest romance is weird and it's difficult to know what they were going for is my main issue yeah, here. Fair. When you come to them getting married and and her dying and 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 Hank, uh, Forrest being very sad about it I everything about me tells me about the film tells me that this film wants me to feel for this couple sure and root for this couple but it's really difficult to do that when Jenny kind of treats Forrest like shit for 70% of this film. Now, the argument against that is that she's going through a tough time and she thro- shows growth when she grows out of of her tough time and, you know, she really tries after. But, like, she really strings him along. She sure. fucks him and then leaves and then has a his child... And doesn't tell him about it for about five years. Haley Haley Osment is probably five. Uh, or, Haley Joel Osment is a, at least or four or five years old. I would say. Well, but here's the thing: he starts running immediately after. I guess I guess he doesn't come see her immediately. You're, you're right. Yeah. But but when she, when he was when young Frost was born, he would have been on the run. Probably. Literally. Um, <laughs> but so, so it, you could you could argue it's because he had no access to a phone or any way of contacting him really. But sure, sure, I get yeah. that. I get sure. And so like it's tough. It's tough to root for it. I, I feel, I, I, I still emotionally connect to that arc, but I emotionally connect it purely through Forrest. Sure. I emotionally connect it to because I'm like, this makes him happy, and I want him to be happy. And when he's sad about it, it cuts me up because he's sad about it. I'm not really actually rooting for the relationship. And I don't know what the film is trying to tell me with that relationship. I think the issue is, in terms of arc, it's quite novel-like. 
in terms of... Um, well, that makes sense. It's based on a novel. No, no, no fair enough. But I, I feel in lots of... Uh, in a novel, you can have the, all these plot lines and all these kind of through threads. And when you get to the end, you kind of tie it up. You can kind of finish them off earlier and they get to the last thing or whatever. Whereas in a film, normally when you have a romance, you'd invest a little bit more in it um, throughout the film. Whereas really, Forrest and Janie just run into each other for yeah. about 20 years in the front. Uh, no, less than 20 years. Janie dies at 38. So let's say from college to uh, they, they were married for five years, maybe at the end, um, maybe ten years, and they kind of just run into each other and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I think it's it's in part because we don't see that much of them as actual high schoolers. Uh, maybe we'd invested a bit more there, and maybe we needed one more close thing in the middle. Uh, the, the way they can hang out in um, uh, Washington is maybe a missed opportunity in terms of that kind of thing. But I but I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's a little bit ick, but... Yeah, so that that's why I'm like, I want to give it five. Sure. But I, those, like, if I'm trying to be a good objective film critic, well, obviously you can't be an objective film critic, but whatever. Like, I feel like those two things are enough to be like, this isn't a perfect movie. Like, there's issues with this movie. I sure. think the pacing is bad towards the end, and I think the handling of that romance and relationship is a little bit off, and Jenny is kind of a shitty person. Um, I think it's fine kind of a shitty, shitty person, but, except but that the film doesn't... Doesn't want you to think she is. Well, I, I think it... I, I, don't th- I don't think the film wants you to think Jenny is a shitty person. I think the film wants uh, lots of points for you to feel bad for Forrest with the way Jenny treats her, though. Yeah. I, I think the film wants you to think that maybe we can get back to the kind of Jenny at the beginning, and she, uh, maybe she does once she, uh, towards the end of the film. But, um, yeah, I, you know, it, it, that's fair enough. All right, yeah, this so film doesn't show Tom enough Hanks of Jenny's per- story Tom to Hanks show that Jenny. I haven't given the film. Oh, you gave it right. four, didn't you? I didn't say that. I what said I don't want to give it five. Oh, right, okay. Then. Um, I, think, I think those two issues only knock it down to 0.5. It's a 4.5 sure. for me. Cool, fair enough. Um, Tom Hanks' performance, I like it. Uh, I think it's again, and this is one of the, this is the problem of pa- parodies. They, it's you can't really go back and see it with fresh eyes again. Unfortunately, I give it a four. Um, I like it. I, but again, you can't watch Ben Stiller do Simple Jack, and I think walk away without a little bit of a sheen of the Hanks' performance, at least for me, washed off. I, I still really like it, but it, there is still something in there of the kind of. Yeah, kind of thing. Anyway. Nope, I disagree. I can completely watch Tropic Thunder and then rewatch this and still think Tom Hanks is phenomenal. As I said, I think there is just, there's just, it's an incredibly, incredibly difficult role. Sure. And Tom Hanks does phenomenally with it for me. Like, there are just a few moments in it where I'm just like, fuck me, the, the range of emotions that he is showing and the range of emotions being dealt with by someone who doesn't know how to deal with those emotions is fucking incredible. So it's a six. Like, I, I think this is, this is my favourite role. I've seen him in so far. I think he's so fucking good in this. I get, I completely get why people would have that, there as are, you say, have are, that scene. If you, but I, I don't. If you are some... It's one of those absolutely fair things where if you're someone who uh, either has a uh, mental mental disability or a learning difficulty and you come to this and you think, I don't like it for fair enough reasons, I don't like this, blah, 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 fair enough. And likewise, if you're someone who uh, just cares, you know, we, we care about that, but, but cares about it and it offends you or whatever those reasons, that's absolutely fair enough. And again, right into Friends Force, but you can only come to a film with your experiences and... The film is so kind-hearted that I agree. I, I don't think... I, I, I do like the film. I, I just think, to some extent, for me, it's... 
it has been so endlessly parodied that it it, it, it itself at times feels parodic to me. You um, have let the parody artists and the satire makers get to you, Alexander. It's true. They've infected your mind. Uh, the Tom Hanks dick meter. What are we going to give Forrest goddamn gump so on we, the I, dick I meter? I think we decided that the dick meter goes into negative. Goes into negative. So I believe we gave the character, and I gave the character for Duffer, I think negative two. Um, negative five. Yeah, negative yeah. five. He's a fucking war hero and a saint. He, he is the best human we have seen in any of the films so far. If this was fucking Jenny we were rating, oh, she's Jenny, a seven. Yeah, she's, she's a fucking seven. She's an awful person. Jenny, no, no, Jenny has a hard life. Okay, Jenny's a four. She doesn't talk to people <laughs> like attack people with dogs. <laughs> yeah, but I'm okay with that. That <laughs> yeah, gets me true. horny, <laughs> as we know. Um, no, he's a negative five. This is fucking great. Um, is this film going in your hands, Frank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 he's, uh, Tom Hanks right now. So having come off the back of Bonfire the Vanities, a, a, a tank of a, f- a film, doing a couple of years, not really doing anything great. Tom Hanks is in the imperial phase of his career. I think I mentioned this before. It's, it's, it's a uh, music term where someone is at their creative and artistic heights, where he's given both his best performances and the performances that make the most money for other people, and therefore he gets the most leeway to do the interesting things. And I think. Possibly, we're about to go into the best run of movies of any actor ever. Oh, I mean... I mean to go from Philadelphia we'll, to Forrest Gump, to two Academy Awards, into Apollo 13, into Toy Story. Toy Story. Like, that's... That's that's near on a perfect full. That is a perfect full film run. Yeah, we'll 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 sort of look back at it when we. I think I think this run continues all the way through the nineties. Yes, yeah, and there's it's, maybe one film that he makes in the nineties after Bonfire of the Vanities that isn't just fully incredible. Um, but, I too loved Radio Flow. <laughs> um, but no, no, he's he's on he's on such a, for, he's on such a tear. And, it's and, ridiculous, and that's the thing. And it's uh, we, Jamie. Uh, I'm getting a little bit emotional. We put in the hours. Okay. Oh yeah. We put in the work. And Do you remember, I remember watching an entire season of Bosom Buddy, screaming to God at the injustice about forcing ourselves to watch everything ever made? Because I'm like, when's it going to get good? And you know what? I genuinely believe this. I feel I can appreciate the good films more <laughs> for having seen Radio Flyer and Bonfire the Vanities all the way through in the first season of Prison Bunnies. But God could not pay me enough money to watch Prison Bunnies series two. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a sad blight on our career that we did not. Tell you review. what, if if we end up with loads of subscribers by the end, we'll just do an episode by episode breakdown of Prison Bunnies oh season two. Um, um, yeah, it's great. No, I thought yeah. That's going to beat it out a bit, but yeah, oh, I really oh, love Forrest Gump. Oh, is it is it going in my Hanks bank? Thanks for asking. Yes, it's going in my Hanks bank, Alexander. Sorry. You dick. Technically, when you you said, never ask me anything you, else. You said it's going in Hanks, but I went yeah, and you went yeah, of course, which I thought was you agreeing and saying it was. <laughs> Fair. Um, so yeah, no double Hanks bank. Of course, we're we're on a tet like Philadelphia. Both went on since now. We're on three films in a row that both got in Hanks bank. Yeah, so I can't. I, I, Forgot that was also in there. Yeah. He is on a tear. He's on such a tear. Because they are, it's not just these are good films, which they are. It's these are classic. These are films that defined the 1990s. And this is Tom Hanks is culture in this picture. <laughs> no, but he is Mr. 1990s yeah. America. And no, that's such it, a rare yeah. thing to have someone be on this kind of. Because actually, with that, we're going to be over a fine film, perfect run of films. Yeah, no, it's insane. Like, we. We, 
dear listeners who have stuck with us from the beginning, you have stuck with us through the fucking shit. All the fucking goddamn bachelor party, fucking the burbs. We spoke for 90 minutes about Punchline, and now you get your just desserts as well. You get to listen to us fucking rave about Tom Hanks being the fucking best actor in the world for like a decade. Exactly. He wins back-to-back Oscars. That's fucking insane. You get no to one to does us that. talk for 90 minutes about the streets of Philadelphia. What's <laughs> not to love? That w- streets of Philadelphia was less than an hour. Thank you very much. But of course, normally if uh, nothing went in the Hanks bank, we would say what saves humanity this week. But we have decided that Forrest Gump is going to save humanity this week. So we don't need to come up with that stressful situation. We've been going for far too long. Thank God your girlfriend hasn't come home yet. Oh, so close. She she it's is late. coming back from Edinburgh and was due to be back. in the morning. Yes, yes, was due to be back about half an hour ago you know it's kind of sad that she she you know her journey's gone longer than expected but honestly having been up at 4am if she got back and we were still here screaming she, about she Forrest Gump oh we'd be fucked we love so we better here, get yes. the fuck out of it and not tempt fate that she's gonna come sure. through that door and scare the fuck out of me in the next two minutes so of course you can follow us at Jamie P. Locks and at Dal underscore C's underscore stuff on Twitter you can follow us at at Hanks Bank Pod you can uh, uh, you can follow and download us everywhere and everything and make everyone love us please yeah you? tell your friends about us we we're doing the good stuff. We're enjoying doing it. Yeah. My throat is hurting from shouting Reminder, so much, but I fucking love this watch film. Watch Forrest Gump. It's fun. Watch it Forrest holds Gump. up for 99.9%. Jamie would say 100.10%. Uh, yeah. No, watch, watch Forrest Gump. It's fucking great. It holds up. If nothing it's else, like, it's, it's really fucking funny for the first half an hour, which you'll forget that it is, and it's very, very good fun. Um, next week, we're reviewing Apollo 13. Space. Um, Space. We're going to go in space. I don't know much about it. I've, I know it's good. I've literally never. Heard, I. Pff. You don't know about Apollo thirteen. No, I could not. I. Oh, all I know is, is be, about. This can be an interesting one. Yeah, all I know is about astronauts. And then we're gonna do fucking Toy Story. It's gonna be great. Toy Story will be recording after we come back from holiday. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? We're gonna be loosey goosey. Loosey goosey, baby. Um. Yeah. Oh fuck. I've, no, Alexander. I've petered out. No, we need to drive to the end, and I've run out of things to say. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for listening to our wonderful podcast. We really appreciate it, and more importantly, we really appreciate it, appreciate the fact that Tom Hanks started to make good films at some point, thereby justifying the whole, our entire reason for making this podcast. And that's another ep in the bank. Oh, you got it wrong again. So that's one more ep in the bank. Oh, I'm sorry. And you forgot the preamble. Come on. Look, you tried to sub- you tried to take my role last week and you did sorry. okay. I'm sorry. You, you did- forgot how to do it too. You you can No, I know what I had to then say. I just say wanted it. something funny to happen before I said it. Okay. And this okay. argument no, no. Oh. Let- oh, let me give no. you I'll okay. give you something funny. Okay, you okay. ready? Oh, no. You got to, you got to line up. Okay, you ready? Okay. You ready to queue this up? You ready yep. to queue this up? Boobies. From me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more ep in the bank. Willies. (laughs) 